Hello, my friends, it's Andy and Eddie. I come to you live from Yorba California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel across the world. <laughs> so <laughs> check out our website, peruse the content. Maybe you'll find something you've never seen before that deepens your walk with Christ, whether it's books or Bible resources, pastors you never heard, worship bands. Uh, we have a whole bunch of different things for you to explore and... <laughs> Yeah, we love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Um, let us know uh, if any of the content was of, of uh, a blessing to you, or if you have a question, or if you have a prayer request, or if you just like to pray for us. We love that too. If this ministry blesses you in any way, click the donate now button and partner with us. That is a huge blessing um, for us as well. And as you're watching, whether you're watching live or the replay, make sure and comment. Let us know what you think about the devotional we're reading or our comments about it or anything else you may um, want to talk about. Even if you have a question for us um, about Hetty and her time with the uh, FBI. <laughs> have you noticed we don't have any touch-up appearance on right oh. now? Just oh my just gosh. A little fun fact. What's wrong with our touch-up? <laughs> I need a lot of touch-up. And uh, make sure, and when you go down uh, and look in the description, you will find our sponsors. There's um, some URLs that I want you to use there. One is called LiveLifeWise.tv. That's for LifeWise, which is a great company that uh, provides supplements that help you sleep and take away some uh, inflammation or help you stay well. Yes. And then the other one is uh, StreamYard, which is what we're using right now to, to stream live to you. To um, go to GetStreamYardNow.com and uh, you can use it for free for a little while. And then when you want to start using some of the bells and whistles, then you just pay a little bit of money. It's really easy to use. Simplicity is one of their key components of Yeah, uh, super simple. I can so. figure it out even. <laughs> yes. Yes. And now for today's devotional, we are going to be using what scripture, Snugs? It is Ephesians 6, 10 <laughs> there it is. through 18. Hey, you know, yes. um, is there any way that we automatically know we have sound? Because I listen to a bunch of people like there's a CBN reporter that's in Israel right now. And he's uh, the, he spends the first 10 minutes going, hello, hello. Is there any sound? Can somebody tell me? Can you hear me? Thumbs up. Like, why do people have to do that? They shouldn't. They shouldn't, right? No. How do you know? Is is do we know because of this machine? Thing? Yeah, and StreamYard is a very reliable platform that uh, you know I can count on. But if you if we did not have sound for any reason, the only way we would know is from our audience. If somebody would let us know. Okay. So yes. Maybe that's right. I mean, if I wanted to, I could go to um, I think it's settings. You know, where is it? No, I can't find settings. They've moved a few things around here. But anyway, there is a, a, a place I could go to see the mic gauge going on. Okay. <clears throat> when I'm testing the mics before we go live. Maybe I should email Amir and tell him that. Oh, he does that? He does that too. Yeah, there's a lot of people do it. Yeah. I, I think it's also a way that they stall until people begin to join, like us. Uh, you know, at the very beginning, it's a zero, and then the yeah. numbers start to pick up. People want to wait until there's people watching. The problem with doing that, and I've always taught people not to do that, it's because the people that are uh, watching the replay don't want to sit there and listen to you say, okay, we're going to wait a little while for Jimmy and Johnny to show up. and Especially you know, for us, because yeah. the bulk of our listeners are on a, Pretty quickly. On a podcast. And no, they're on a podcast. Oh, on a podcast too. Yeah, yeah so that would be super annoying if we did that too. Yes. So 
That's a great discussion, Snooks. Thank you. It's really good for people that are going to use StreamYard for the first time. Yes, StreamYard's awesome. One of our one of my pet peeves is don't sit there and say you're going to wait, you know, 15 minutes for people to show up. Because <laughs> people don't want to sit around and wait. Yeah, for I that. just keep They'll hitting leave. the fast forward button. Hello, Jan French. Nice to see you. Hi, Jan. So awesome. Glad that you're here. All right, we're reading from it's a good uh, one. A.W. Tozier for the Christian Leader. It's November 2nd, and sorry, we uh, not been on. I just flew in from Houston to this morning. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've been out of town and had a few things going on. So I it's got been, a lot of drama. Got, <laughs> got a lot of drama right now. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, and so November 2nd, and uh, the title is Irreconcilable Hostility. Ephesians 6.12 is the reference, and it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In the early days when Christianity exercised a dominant influence over American thinking, men and women conceived the world to be a battleground. Our fathers believed in sin and the devil and hell as constituting one force, and they believed in God and righteousness and heaven as the other. By their very nature, these forces were opposed to each other forever in deep, grave, irreconcilable hostility. Amen. Humans, our fathers held, had to choose sides. They could not be neutral. For them, it must be life or death, heaven or hell. And if they chose to come out on God's side, they could expect open war with God's enemies. The fight would be real and deadly and would last as long as life continued here below. How different today. The fact remains the same, but the interpretation has changed completely. People think of the world not as a battleground, but as a playground. We are not here to fight. We are here to frolic. We are not. <laughs> it just something came to mind. We are not in foreign land. We are at home. We are not getting ready to live, but we are already living. And the best we can do is rid ourselves of our inhibitions and our frustrations and live this life to the full. Oh, help me to be willing to take a stand for righteousness, O oh Lord, to choose clearly to be on your side against the enemy, to pay any price, and then to look forward to laying down my sword later in heaven. Amen. Amen. So many, so many important points. Yeah. <laughs> would you like me to start? I would like for you to start. Okay. It was, first of all, when he says it used to be this way, I absolutely am feel blessed that I do feel this way, that this is definitely a battleground, that oh, the yeah. earth is definitely a battleground and that we are up against wickedness and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so um, that would come So with this very cool experience, we, um, you were out of town. So Zara and I went to um, this small church that was doing an anti Halloween service. Zara is your, our daughter. Right. Uh, and, and when I say an anti-Halloween service, because I, he really went off on it not being trunk or treat and not being a fall festival. And just it, he just kept drilling home the point that what partnership in all of the scripture he quoted, uh, what partnership does lightness have with darkness? Do not imitate evil, shun evil, hmm. run from evil. Uh, and it was, it was really, it was really great because it was so true. Like, why do we, and he's like, 
Why do churches want to redeem Halloween? Why do they insist on, okay, we won't dress up in spooky costumes or dress up in Bible characters. Okay, we won't call it Halloween. We'll call it trunk or treat. He's like, we're just, we're just dancing around it um, to try to redeem it. But why? why? Why do we believe it's redeemable? And so this goes back to the point of the devotional, which is the world is binary. We should, we should decide most clearly what side we're on mm. and then um, shun what is evil rather than trying to sugarcoat what's evil. Absolutely. Right? It's not easy. It's not an easy, it's not an easy life to choose. I mean, my daughter was upset she didn't get any candy. Um, and so we, after service, I went to the AM PM and I was like, go to town. Buy all the candy you want. And you're not gonna get all the nasty candy you don't like and the little wrappers. I'm like, just eat whatever candy you want. <laughs> um, and so that's how I solved the candy problem. But other, but other than that, it was it was just really, it felt good. It felt good to um, do my part in shunning evil and mm. um, standing up for what's right, I guess. Yeah, that... Um is probably one of the most important points that I took from this. And it's the removing those things that lead, lead to evil things. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, the one thing for sure was not, is not having alcohol in the house. Right. Um, and, and so that that's important not to, uh, you know, to, to allow drugs in the house to make sure that that's a red line. Um, Should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so on and so forth. I mean, it's just, you want to do everything you can because it's going to be hard enough as it is. Right. To fight off evil. Why invite, why allow the, Tentacles. The avenues. Yeah, the little uh, tentacles. Yeah, the little world. avenues that that will the, the devil will use to creep into your life. Yes. Um, again, you know, we could talk about a whole bunch of things that you know we talk to the kids about, and you know, to to teach them to guard themselves and to to try to uh, be mentors to others or to speak kindly to others to to get the, in the practice of, of speaking yes. nicely and kindly. Because when you do the other, it, it, it easily leads to other things. And so I think that's really the, the best thing that that parents can do for their kids and then parents can do for themselves. If, if we show that we rid those things that lead the, the devil into walking alongside the devil, then they have they have a good example uh, to follow. Absolutely. And that will even, you know, uh, trickle down to the, walk, the, gran just the grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, and I would have to do the same thing at an office. You know, I, I, I've had uh, an office of, uh, of anywhere from five people, two people to, you know, hundreds of employees. And you want to make sure that you don't have, you know, do you ever remember walking into like a, um, an auto repair shop and the Playboy uh, posters and the, the, the machinery calendars that were on the on the walls. You ever 
Now, being yeah. in Beverly Hills, you probably never did. <laughs> I don't think the Mercedes dealer had that. So I don't think I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was always getting Toyotas and Ford. So maybe that's okay. why. <laughs> and you don't think about it, though. Like you go, yeah, you know, that's like it's like uh, Americana. Do, yes, it's like Americana, they... you know. But um, when uh, I had my own office, you know, I would put up things that um, sh that showed, you know, a positive light on on mostly police dogs and, and dog training that kind of stuff, sure. and, and and good words of uh, of wisdom about you know training and being prepared and all this kind of stuff. Right. And um, but you, I could go into somebody else's office, and then you you just see pictures of debauchery <laughs> on the wall and what, what would you expect you know and then they all had alcohol inside their offices and that kind of stuff interesting um, and so you can see the difference in the in the clientele you can see the difference in the people and the employees oh. uh, when you would go from one place to the next that's eventually my point is that you could you'd walk in and you'd see you go oh no wonder I, I see a lot of cussing you know just this mindless cussing yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't uh, allow any of that stuff in our office. We didn't allow anything bad on the walls um, and uh, really took care of that kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, it's a it's a it's a way you want to live your life. Awesome. I believe. Um, should we go to the scripture? Sure. And say hi to Kate. Oh, hi, Kate. Hey, Kate. That's our Kate, right? Yes. OK. Yeah. The name, it's usually Kate Mary, but she's on, maybe her Facebook's Kate Reed. Yeah. And yeah, what, is, is what does the icon say? Is that I stand yeah, with so She stands with Israel. Oh, nice. Yep. Okay. You guys, our Israel show, our show on Hamas oh. and Islamic terror, beat out Charlie Kirk's show. What? Yes. Did you see the stats? I sent oh, you that. Yes, graphic. I didn't notice that. You we, didn't read it. Oh, I should have. I should have looked a little closer. You didn't notice. <laughs> I was. Yes. I was. I was all focused on us. Well, but that's what you have to read the other numbers. We, we beat out Charlie by like, Kirk by like six hundred views. Oh my gosh! Yes, I gotta look at this again. This was on uh, uh, Real Life Network with our pastor, Pastor Jack Hibbs. So, yeah. Um, here's our scripture. Uh, timeless. So important. Best to read it over ourselves every day, Ephesians 6, and this is just 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the blessed plate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will extinguish the fiery darts of the wicked one and take your helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Mm -hmm. So I tell people all the time um, that the, uh, the lesson of Ephesians 6 and the armor of God is not that we defeat the devil. Um, 
we stand against the devil. So our goal is not to, hey, I'm going to, I am going to defeat the devil in this region. They say that, you know, it's, you, you, it's really risky to start praying um, to basically defeat devils of a particular reason. You rather are trying to stand against, like mark the territory for the Lord. Um, let me try to explain. Let me try to explain. So it's one thing to have a defensive posture, which is, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This territory, I take authority over this house in the name of Jesus that we serve the Lord. No other spirit is welcome in this house. Very different than going and saying, I'm going to go and defeat the devils that are down the street. Defeat the devils that are down the street. So. Ultimately, we want to withstand because taking on an offensive posture against a bunch of devils can invite a whole lot of pain into your life. Not Mm. saying that some people don't or can't, but um, it's just important of being conscious that we are withstanding his attack, that that's the Ephesians 6 passage is about withstanding with all strength and perseverance. Does that make sense? Yes. It's a it's a defensive posture rather than an offensive posture. Mm. I know it's not it's not intuitive for you to want no. to take a defensive posture, uh, but <laughs> I hear what you're saying though. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's uh, when they talk about uh, spiritual warfare, basically they're saying you have a target on your back, anyways. Once you stand up in defense of the gospel. So I'm not saying that we can't take an offensive stance for the gospel. Absolutely, we do. We take an offensive stance in promoting the gospel. Mm-hmm. But when the enemy attacks, we don't go looking for a fight with the enemy. We stand our ground stand with the enemy. Ground. Okay. We stand our ground. And saying, as for me and my house, as for me and this territory, as for me and my ministry, you have no authority on this place. Um, but we don't go trying to take territory that um, is corrupted, that is wicked, that has people in it that are um, not in obedience to the Lord. Hmm. So we gradually try to promote the gospel and have other people that are taking territory. So in other words, like if we, our house, we say like you have 10 houses on a block, our house is for the Lord and you have a bunch of neighbors that aren't believers. You say, okay, well, if I, you know, I'm able to share the gospel and get Mr. and Mrs. Jones to become believers, then their house becomes fortified Hmm. and then so on and so on. And we eventually become a street in which the devil has no authority. Oh, all right. So that's what I mean. Like we don't, we don't not want to take territory, but we take territory by sharing the gospel and having them stand in their own power in defense of the gospel. So we fortify our fort. Right. First. First. And then fight out when. And But how do we fight? We we're, recruit. basically, we're recruiting. <laughs> exactly. We're recruiting for the army of Christ. Exactly. For others to fortify. Hmm. And, you, and you think about it. You think about it. It's like, uh, it's like dealing with a rebellious child or a friend um, that is not walking with the Lord that is a believer is that you can't 
make them do things. Mm. There has to be an internal fortitude and discipline that comes over them, a desire um, to want change, to want obedience. Right. Yes. Very important. This uh, paragraph here, you know, he, he talks about having to choose sides right. and to understanding that it's an open war uh, with God's enemies. And the fight would be uh, be real and deadly and would last as long as life continued. Yes. And then this next paragraph, then he said, but it's very different today. And that some people, um, their interpretation is that of the world is that it's not a battleground, that it's a playground. Um, and then we're not here to fight, but we're here to frolic. And so they, it, it takes me back to when during the 2020 election, during COVID period of time, I was doing uh, my shows, this show and then another show. And I was always getting these comments uh, uh, from people um, saying that, well, I've been praying. Why is this still happening? Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I've been following you and, and, and listening to you, and it's just not getting better. And, and I, I never said it was. <laughs> I, I said, I, I'm tired of the people sitting back and doing nothing or being quiet. Um, but there's a lot of Christians that were very frustrated about, hey, why are you bringing this up? Why are you talking about that? What, what, bringing what? Anything, about anything, about the, the dangers that back. are coming you know, about, hey, you guys, are you guys paying attention to what's happening at schools now that we're home wow. homeschooling? Are you paying attention? Well, yeah, but just leave it alone. Why are you, why, what, why are you getting why are you so angry? Boat? Yeah. <laughs> and these are Christians. Yeah. And and I'm saying, hey, listen, well, you got to, I begin talking somewhat about the deep state and about, hey, listen, we got some really bad corruption going on. Oh, you're one of those people. Like, just leave it alone. Like, they just, and, and, but the, the shocking part was the Christians. Like, why are you speaking up? Why are, you, why are you talking about this stuff? They just wanted the to be a playground. Hey, just if you don't talk about it, it'll just we'll be fine, and we'll be able to go back. And I, and I think that's the, the those that's what he's talking about is that no, we have to understand that this is a we're on a battleground until we are in heaven. We are fighting yes. against the evils of this world constantly. But so and, many and, Christians and, just want to sit back and, and just not just hope Christians, that it goes away. but like parents in general, there's this cognitive dissonance where it's mm -hmm. like, if I pretend it's not there, then I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, and so it becomes that way with everything in our lives, not just um, governments and, and corruption, but corruption at work, um, laziness, and then with children it's like if you ignore the problems long enough you think oh well maybe they'll go away and then you realize that they turn into giant monsters mm. and you're kind of like oh, oh no i didn't see that coming i didn't see that coming <laughs> really you didn't are you sure yeah you know and also before i met you um there were things happening that i was aware of but i didn't know exactly where they where they stemmed from or where they came uh, what, what 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 i was seeing happening i wasn't able to identify it but then you were able to say that you know the tools that you were using to battle terrorism were now being used against us and but i could see that coming uh trying to silence us and and trying to say that we were you know conservatives were racist and christians were racist and homophobes and all this kind of stuff and and really trying to, I, to try to give us labels 
of, of, of terrorists through right. the bad through people, bad people and bad would, people labels. And so I was trying to get that out, that message. Hey, listen, <laughs> you, you don't understand what's coming. I mean, I could see it. I mean, as a police officer, I could see it coming. Right. Uh, not as a, a, you know, a federal government, uh, you know, counterterrorism expert, but I could see it. But this is really bad, but, but I could see something coming. And I had Jewish friends and I'm not saying this now to and I, and I hope I don't. This doesn't come off wrong, but I had so many Jewish friends that you were had Jewish friends. Yeah, the, the number and not any longer. They don't talk to me anymore <laughs> because I was trying to warn them. I'm saying, you know, the Democrat Party doesn't like you. You, oh. you know that they're going to be coming after you. Yeah, too. And 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 I, and I go there. You don't understand what's happening, <laughs> and, and they're they're supporting Iran. You know they're they're supporting our enemy. Iran doesn't like you Jews. But our government of the Democrat Party loves, and apparently, uh, loves to give them millions and millions of dollars in cash. <laughs> and said, so, "You voting Democrat doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand." And then they began to sign off and and, and say really bad things to me. <laughs> and uh, and some and there's a, at least two of them right now that I know. They just they. They, hate your guts. Yeah, they hate my guts. They won't talk to me. But you know what I think is the confusing part for people? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, this is historically what happens in the faith communities in America is some of the Jewish activists think the fact that we're conservative Christians, we're anti-Semitic. And that stems from the replacement theology. And there are many Christian groups that are anti-Semitic. Hmm. So the people who, you know, the, the Jews killed Jesus. And because of that whole stream of thought and that the church replaces the promises of Israel, that's the biggest one. So it's basically like, we don't care what happens to you because we're the church now, we replace Israel. That's the biggest corruption that hit the church. But so there's this innate tension hmm. that exists because of that that shared history, that the the difficulty in the history. And so I see how they gravitate to groups. So what was explained to me uh, um, by um, some Jewish scholars in DC was that the Democrat party originally provided um, freedom. In other words, it provided, uh, we could be whoever we are. We could be gay, we could be you know secular. It didn't, there wasn't this sense of the fear of organized religion, i.e. Christianity. The Christian nationalist fear that's mm. hyper right now has always existed. And so there was this, there was this um, belief that if they stayed with the Democrat Party, then they would avoid the dangers of Christian nationalism, which is actually not, is just wrong. Because conservative Christians are people that want the, the best for all people, especially right. the Jewish people and the people of Israel. But um, there's just these misunderstandings that have occurred as a result of real events that have happened in communities. Um, but it's kind of like a stigma that we need to undo. Absolutely. Maybe they got woken up uh, today uh, with Kamala Harris. She gives a speech and talks about how she's going to combat Islamophobia. In the middle of, of the, yeah, yeah. it's so like, <laughs> wait, deaf. Yeah, it's like the, the weirdest Are you thing. watching what's happening on campuses, Kamala? Because the Muslims are not having a problem right now. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen one uh, anti-Muslim anti-Muslim protest. Right. Uh, we I see people standing for Israel. They will say that that's against Islam, but it's not. It's just saying stop killing us, stop threatening to kill us. Throw you in. What was the what's the chant that I hear every uh, from the river to the sea? From the river to the sea, and be like, do you understand? From the river to the sea means no Israel. <laughs> yeah. You know, but people think it's okay because yeah. it's, it's the quote resistance. And the camera comes on and says, you know, I'm. Did she say from the Israel from the No, she just said that she goes, I'm going to be fighting uh, Islamophobia, whatever. What's another name for it that. Uh, uh, it's usually called Islamophobia. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what. She just says she's going to combat it. So she didn't say anything about anti Semitism? She's, she, in, in, she said that it, she bunched it in with. With Islamophobia, but then in the end, it turned out that she all she really was talking about was Islamophobia. You have to listen to the to the speech. Wow. She just she she grouped it in, then to try to at least say it once in her speech. Uh -huh. But the mostly was about how they're being looked at as the enemy, and that we're going to make sure that you know everything that's happening against the against Muslims is we're going to be watching and and combating it. But not she didn't say anything about combating. Anti-Semitism, <laughs> and you just wanted to go. Okay, see, that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. And he, and they so badly want to send money to Hamas, and I know that's Palestinians, but it's to Hamas that they say they're going to give to the Palestinians, but they're not. Um, and they want to give money to Iran. They're so mad at Congress for only giving money to Jerusalem, to Israel, um, that the that Biden said he's going to veto it. The money that oh, Congress, the, the, yeah, they rewrote it. Yeah, bill. so there's only only money for Israel, and then they're going to look at um, uh, what's the CR? No, what's the other war that we are in right Ukraine. now? Ukraine, Ukraine. <laughs> that they're they're mad because Ukraine money isn't in there. And IRS uh, to to fund the IRS agents to come after Americans is not in there. Oh, they, they wanted it to all be bunched in. They took it out. Oh, nice. Uh, and is this our new Mike Johnson? Yes. Our house? <laughs> so Congress approved it. And I think it was bipartisan. I think even some Democrats oh, really? voted to approve it. But now um, uh, Biden said he's going to veto it if it gets to his desk. He won't give money to Israel. So again, no, he, just he won't give money only to Only to right. But, but bro, come on. But you see where they stand. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, and it's all about them. You know, he's also told that uh, Muslims, I think, uh, have, have stated that if he continues supporting Israel, that they're not going to vote for him. So he's trying to walk this tightrope of how he's going to be able to please the, the, Muslim, the Muslim vote has never swayed any yeah. election. Right. It hasn't ever made it even in a dent. Well, you got those those folks in in was it Michigan and um, uh, Minnesota, the large. Yes. Uh, Muslim community over there. A lot, a lot of them are immigrant. In, a, in his ear. Minnesota's largely refugees, so. But we got to be ready as Christians, Schnugs. We got to be on guard, have our, our, our plates. Our armor, our plates. Our plates on. Breastplate. <laughs> Breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and the spiritual warfare is real. It is. Uh, oh, my gosh. Is it? Is it not? Yes, I actually, um, you know, I've had this um, book writing on my heart and I actually called an editor today and I was like, listen, I feel like the Lord keeps telling me to write this book. And every time I make a determination to do it, 
something hits me that just derails knocks you. me down and derails me. And I said, so I'm going to call you and I'm going to make you uh, aware of my desire to do this so that we can have like a buddy system where you could help me get this done, you know? And I feel like if I have a financial commitment to an editor and like get in a relationship, then I'm going to have to. <laughs> and a deadline. Uh, and a deadline. The I'm going to have to fight so through important. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to get that so deadline. Got to stand. Got to stand my ground. The same thing happens with your articles, though. If I may share something. Yes. Is it? <laughs> uh, and I and I feel. I mean, I'm exactly the same. You know, because I have my reports. reports. I have my reports to write, and uh, sometimes they're very lengthy, and I know it. And I go, gosh, when do I, when do I have this by? You go yesterday. Yeah. I go, oh. So then I sit down and I knock it out. But um, why why do we work that way? It's procrastination. Is that the devil? I am usually not a procrastinator. <laughs> yeah. But now, but something for the Lord, I feel like it's definitely the devil. <laughs> Last thing I just want to say, have you told the children in your life, whether it's um, children, maybe they're your children or grandchildren or maybe niece or nephews, um, that God loves them? Um, if you haven't done that lately, just let them know and tell them. And... Uh, that they need to, to, to look at God um, for some answers and some strength in the things that they can't handle. I think that that's uh, been pretty powerful for us over the last couple of weeks is telling our kids that uh, how much God loves them and that yes. we love God and we put God first before anything else. And, uh, and maybe they just need to hear it from you because they can go to church and hear it. Yes. They can, uh, you know, maybe hear us talk and other people about it, but I think looking them eye to eye and letting them know that, um, in this house, God is first and God loves us. Amen. And wants the best for you. So go to him when you need strength. And to us too. And we us can help. too. Yeah, we can help too. Occasionally. Can we pray for, I'm going to, uh, uh, we didn't do our prayer request. Anybody uh, that's watching have a prayer request, make sure you put it in the comments. Uh, but uh, my friend Rob, um, the Smith, who's uh, in my sure. Bible study, he um, is having some stomach problems. He's getting an oh. MRI and some other other stuff um, done to see what's going on because it's uh, really causing him some problems. Oh, I'm sorry to so hear that. We don't know what it is, Okay. but we're hoping that it's, uh, it just needs a little prayer and it'll go away. Amen. Um, oh, and our friend Paul Beyer, who often watches, he's uh, on the mend. Yay. Can you believe he had, did I, did I tell quadruple you, a quadruple bypass? bypass? And he called me uh, the other day and we spoke on, and, and then I think, the next day he was next getting day he released. Was, he was getting released and he went out for a walk. Like the, the next day. Wow. <laughs> Technology. I go, what? I go, how is that possible? But I guess, I guess the way things work, man, he, um, he just uh, got nice. that procedure and was out there walking. That's awesome. And his, uh, his wife needs prayer, I'm sure, because yes. uh, he says that she's amazing, has been so wonderful. Um, Which means he's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> As all men are when they're sick. That's why I refuse to get sick. That's uh -huh. why I'm never sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to pray for Andy, too, because he seems to get sick a lot. Just lately. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. The kids get me sick. I blame it on them. All right. Do your magic, Schnooks. Dear Lord, thank you for this time of fellowship with your sons and daughters. And we ask that as your Lord, as your word goes forth, um, that it does not come back void, Lord, and that it does 
Um, it's work in each and every one of us where it is cutting between bone and marrow, sword and spirit, and revealing our inner nature so that we may draw closer to you. Uh, Lord, we ask for healing and restoration for our friends, um, for Rob, the doctors to get discernment, to know what is wrong and that you provide um, a supernatural healing and recovery for him. And also for Paul, uh, you are Jehovah Rapha, the, the great physician. Uh, it's to you, we, um, it's you that we um, ask for our healing, Lord, and that you use the doctors and the medicine and whatever it may be um, to provide that supernatural recovery. And for Paul, um, for his wife and all the other wonderful women out there who are taking care of their loved ones, whether it's their children or their spouses or their parents, um, Lord, we ask that you bless them and you give them favor and you give them provision that comes from its heavenly sources, Lord, because you are the ultimate provider. And uh, there's so many people that are hurting right now, Lord, and they need your favor over their lives and they need your hope and their grace and your grace that covers their lives to be manifest so that they see it, Lord. Um, we, we all need to see um, your grace and your love and your joy in our lives, Lord. Thank you for all that you do in and through us. Um, bless the people of Israel. Keep them safe. Um, have the war end quickly, Lord, and um, to spare lives. For we know that you wish that none should perish, Lord, and that they may come to saving faith in Christ. Most importantly, both sides, Lord, that they will come to saving faith in Christ, the Messiah, the one true God. We love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you, friends. Thank you, friends. Thank you for joining us. See you soon. Yes. Talk to you later. Take care. God bless. God bless. And where's my video? It is right here. Goodbye. <laughs>